Hail Dictinus! Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. No structure, even an artificial one, enjoys the process of entropy. It is the ultimate fate of everything, and everything resists it. Welcome to Broken Things, the 242nd episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening is courtesy of Philip K. Dick. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frostwaltz Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Mary Meet, my name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. My name is Jackson, Ode's brother. And Jackson! <laughs> we got the Jackson! Got another Jackson episode. That's right. You know, it's just going to be a chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is going to be a chit-chattier episode. Mm-hmm. It's not a researchy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we start with housekeeping. Gwyn, you have anything for housekeeping? Not really. Jackson, do you have anything for housekeeping? When do I ever? That's true. Um, I have one thing for housekeeping, uh, which is that recently, this week, the Attorney General of California mm-hmm. led a 20-state, uh, 20-multi-state um, coalition of attorneys general from across the country in filing an amicus brief against Tennessee and Kentucky's uh, most recent uh, anti-trans healthcare bans. Woohoo! Yeah, so there are states out there fighting, they're and they're fighting. even fighting the other states. That's so right. So take heart. <laughs> That's right. It's not all bad. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad. There are good legislators. There are good attorneys general out mm-hmm. there trying to fight the good fight. Doing their best. So. Doing their best. Uh, check your state and see if your state is one of the ones um, who is part of this. Uh, coalition supporting mm-hmm. trans healthcare. Call them if they are and say thanks. Keep doing the good work. Yeah, definitely. Because that stuff also helps. Yeah, definitely let your your uh, your attorney general, your governor, mm-hmm. your legislatures, you know, your senators and your representatives, if they are doing this supportive work, mm-hmm. encourage them. Exactly. And if they're not, tell tell them you value that work. Yes. And if they're not. Tell them you're going to vote exactly. Them out. Tell them, tell them to do it. Tell them to do it, <laughs> and that your vote does count. Yep. But yeah, definitely say thank you. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where like it's it's the same with customer service, right? Like you never hear a good word in customer service. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's really nice uh, if someone has done something that is good for you in mm-hmm. your community, reach out and let them know you value that work and you want them to continue it. And that way, they know they're on the right track. They are exactly. truly representing their it's, constituents. It's, it's it's a good incentive. It is. It is. So mm-hmm. we are house kept and house swept. Huzzah. Huzzah, huzzah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're talking about broken things and when things break in your magical practice mm-hmm. and what to do about that or feel about that or even if that has spiritual significance. Because mm-hmm. um, this is a topic that I see come up with, especially people who are new to. Um, paganism or to witchcraft traditions Mm -hmm. um, that like their spiritual tools will will break or like an altar item will will break or uh, like a like a stone they carry with them disappears exactly or a plant that they're working with dies or all that kind of stuff and often they have a very sort of freaked out reaction to it This is a topic on which research is not really relevant because a lot of it is very woo-woo vibesy. <laughs> yeah, it is very woo-woo vibesy, and it's very you know personal gnosis mm-hmm. and personal experience. Mm-hmm. Elle says, "Ah, the hematite ring fiasco." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about hematite rings. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, hematite rings, man. Always take hematite ring breakage with the biggest grain of salt. Yeah, it basically, it's it, it just happens. If you it look does. at it wrong, it'll uh-huh. break. Because hematite, as a stone, is softer and a tad fragile. Yeah, it, it's, it's uh, brittle. Yeah, so, like, I tend to use hematite as a good reminder, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, if you have a chunk of, like, a hematite tumble and that shit cracks in half... Then maybe go, eh, some energetic shit's going down. But maybe, if you have a hematite maybe. ring, maybe. But if you have a hematite ring and you're, like, pounding on some motherfucker's door <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you're being, like, hardcore aggressive and it cracks in half, maybe you should be like, Dude, oh, I quite, should bring it in. Quite huh? frankly, you don't even need <laughs> no, to be I that aggressive. That. I had a hematite ring where I was wearing <laughs> another ring and the hematite ring broke because it right. touched the other ring. Yeah. the other one. Here's the thing, though. That, that cracking the hematite ring in half by knocking too aggressively, I have done that. And I personally used it as, like, a, oh, I should probably rein in my aggression, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, all hematite 
point rings are very brittle. They are yes. very vulnerable. If you look at them, Sly, they, yeah, they're they very crack. vulnerable to shock damage. <laughs> yes, so although you will find a lot of people sold, especially in like the 90s and early mm-hmm. 2000s, sold mm-hmm. hematite rings and would be like, oh, if it breaks, it's caught a curse for you because mm-hmm. it's... No, that's just the nature of hematite. It's just the nature of hematite. <laughs> Especially when you've hollowed it out now, into a very narrow band. Now, I will say, it, and this is getting into woo-woo territory, uh-huh. like you said, if you have a tumbled hematite mm-hmm. and it's sitting there minding its own damn business, right? and you come along and suddenly it's like got cracks all over or split in half or something, then you might pause. Right, that yeah. might be suspicious. <laughs> that might but be that's, suspicious. That's also not to say... To not buy hematite rings to exactly. have it yeah, absorb no. negativity for you. Exactly. But just don't freak out half, when it cracks. Yeah. yeah. But I, if it cracks in half, don't be like, oh God. Yeah. Now what? Uh-huh. I would yeah. recommend this is what I believe and have done. Buy a hematite ring in bulk. <laughs> buy hematite rings, but wear them around a necklace. Yeah, that's gonna be a little bit safer. It's a little bit yeah, easier sure. to keep them a little bit longer. Yeah, because if it's on your hand, you're gonna, gonna knock it into shit constantly. So I have a hematite ring that I have in my room and I just wear it when the vibe hits mm-hmm. when I feel like I need it and I've had that sucker for like six months because I don't wear it every day it's not mm-hmm. my everyday ring because it's it's brittle it's fragile yep mm-hmm. so I just wear it when I feel like I need it yeah Finn says I'll break that shit even on a necklace yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just, it is just a, a very brittle stone. So I, Personally, I think if you want hematite in your life, the the grounding mm-hmm, purposes mm-hmm. it has, which it has great grounding purposes, it does, it does have some, some anti-negativity functions, um, I would say get one of those little cages, one yes, of those necklace cages, yeah. and stick a chunk of hematite in that. I love You'll be much safer with that. Uh, get it, like a hefty chunk of hematite, yeah. um, probably something like a, a good quarter inch thick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or half inch thick even. They're, those are pretty hefty, and like unless you're chucking that fucker mm-hmm. at the ground, they'll be pretty solid. And the cage will also insulate yes. it a yeah. little bit. I've had good luck with hematite bracelets. Yeah, those are pretty solid. Um, it's, it really is the ring because it's mm-hmm. hollowed out and it's mm-hmm. this really narrow strip of stone that is yeah. so vulnerable. I will say, if you have the bracelets and you're going like jogging or mm-hmm. you're working like a high impact job, you're yeah. probably you're still, still going to run gonna, that yeah. risk. Let's talk about the fact that sometimes. Things do break when that what even if it's a, a stone that you would not expect to break or if it's something that you're wearing that just falls off and you can't find it again. Yeah, so so I want we wanted to talk about the hematite ring thing because that is actually I believe a misunderstanding yeah, yeah, of just the yeah. qualities of hematite. But there are mm-hmm. situations where that happens. Yes, yes, absolutely. So like Jackson, talk about your Okay. Yes. So, Jackson's got a couple of stories for this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I just like as a person, I make protection bracelets for myself. I have a bunch that I buy and I have a bunch that I make. Um, I have actually one specifically that I have remade about six times. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very first, I think maybe this first or second iteration uh, of this bracelet. I think it was that the I first one. It was the, I think first it was the first. It was the first complete iteration. Yeah, yeah, the first complete iteration of like a four or five wrap bracelet that I made for myself. Um, one the, like long strand, mm-hmm. which had um, a crow skull on it or mm-hmm. something. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's, de- it's dedicated to the Morgan because yeah. that's one of the gods that I work goddesses that I work with. And it had, I think this one had snake vertebra on it. It was pretty yeah. nice. It was nice. Um, it was very impressive and very heavy. Uh, yes. <laughs> very, very heavy. Very heavy. I had, I had, to, learned, I had to carry that thing. Yeah. I have learned over the years how was, to make this lighter. Because originally it was all stone beads. Yes. Now now I have wooden beads on there to make yep. it a little bit lighter. <laughs> I use a heavier, like I use a, a leather band to make it that sturdier, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I, <laughs> I made this first iteration of this bracelet and then I was meeting, it was in college. I was like 19, 20, I was 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a new person, random stranger, in a hallway uh, in my in my dorm. And I shook this kid's hand and the instant our hands touched, my bracelet fucking shattered into a million pieces in the middle of the hallway. Uh, like, and I'm not talking like full on handshake. The it, Our fingertips touched, 
bracelet shattered. And I went, no shit. <laughs> yeah, as, as, Rhiannon sh- as Rhiannon says, smiley face, nope. Oh, yeah. So I, in a fucking embarrassed panic, grabbed all my fucking beads and roped the fuck out back to my dorm room and went, I'm never talking to this kid ever again. Because this thing was specifically built for protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went, the vibes are so bad with this bot, with this guy. Holy uh-huh. shit. And if I remember correctly, you had been wearing that for quite some time and it yeah. had been very sturdy been, by that time. I had been wearing it for like a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Not a single like Problem crack, fracture, nothing. And then I touched this one kid's hand for like a millisecond, shattered into a million pieces. Yep. <laughs> and I yep. went, oh God, no. That is That's what not you, happening. That is what you call a portent, uh-huh. boys and girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I actually we take that shit as serious, important. Yes. Yeah. So I something took the, meaningful has been communicated. I actually took the the opportunity to reconfigure that a little bit after that, but I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to speak to that guy ever again. Yeah, I remember when you called about that. I said, oh yeah, no, just just no, no, no more of that one. No, no more with that. No. no. Um, and similar. I think you even said, "Mom, does that mean something?" Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, that means something. Yes, that means something. That was not just a coincidence. That means something, son. And similar things have happened because I've, like I said, I had like about six or seven iterations. Mm-hmm. I actually currently have the broken pieces of said same sixth iteration of that bracelet yeah. in mm-hmm. my room, waiting to be put back together. I have to buy new cord. <laughs> this one just broke because my my leather cord finally snapped. Yeah, right. So talk about like not every time this bracelet has broken yes. right. has meant something. Yeah. So it's not it's not always meant something. Usually when when it breaks in a non dramatic way, I take it to mean that like its function that it had served at the time has now ended and it needs to its meaning has shifted. It needs to be reconfigured. It needs to be reconfigured and serve a new function because my, like, period of my life that I'm in is shifting Mm -hmm, and it now needs to to change with me. Right. It sort of evolves maybe with your relationship with the Morrigan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd Mm -hmm. say that because this bracelet with me has has been with me since I was 20 and I'm now 30. Mm -hmm. So, and, like, the... Some of the beads have changed, but... It's been sort of ship of theseus <laughs> Yes, yes. So it's been ship of theseus with me for a fucking decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Al makes, or asks a good question, or the spell is tired and needs to be refreshed? Possibly. I am... I'm a very, like, intuitive crafter, so I don't necessarily, like put a proper spell on it when I make things. Yeah. Uh, he just makes this in dedication to the Morgan. Yeah, basically. so I, I dedicate it to her, but I don't I don't like intentionally put a spell behind it, so probably, but fuck if I know. <laughs> but but she probably decides yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Rather than you deciding that. Right. But I would say that for other people who have created um like, some kind yeah, of piece spell of jewelry. Jewelries. Spell jewelry yeah. and if it did, if something happened like it were to break mm-hmm. or a stone were to just disappear right yeah it very much could just be like it could be that oh no spell this, is this spell needs to be recharged yeah. or whatever unless i was telling you earlier i had several years ago at one of the pagan events that we were teaching at i had bought these crochet and bead bracelets that were designed oh yeah they were they each had uh been designed with a spell mm-hmm. whether it was for protection or healing or whatever it would break when the spell was complete. Yeah, it was set up that way. It was designed to be worn until it broke. You were not to take it off Mm -hmm. until it came off itself. Yeah. Okay. And and that meant the spell was done, you throw the bits away or Mm -hmm. bury them, then you move on. (laughs) That sort of tracks. It's like the little pouch thing that I've got. This is the third one that I've worn around. Uh, This one was made specifically for me. Yes, I got that for you from Shadow Bear. Yes. Uh, I still have my OG Shadow Bear protection session. I have mine too. I've had two others. Yep. And Mm -hmm. they were uh, just like pre-made ones. Mm -hmm. This one you had specifically made for me. And Mm -hmm. this one I've I've been much more gentle with, Mm -hmm. so it lasted much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep, that one. It was for protection while you were in school. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. like traveling protection and school mm-hmm. and school like getting me to where I need to be. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you did great, Shadow Bear. Oh yeah, it's it's phenomenal. still a working. It is. It's <laughs> working really. And so great. does uh, even yeah. 
Uh, Gwen and I have some of the pre-made ones that Shadow Bear was selling, I think, at our first convocation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or maybe it was Michigan Pagan Fest. Might have been Michigan Pagan Fest. The only reason why I burned through the first two is because I didn't take them off when I showered and they're yeah. made of leather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jackson tends to be hard-wearing on his I stuff. I do. <laughs> so this, this one that was made specifically for me, now I still wear it when I sleep, but I take it off when I shower, and that has lengthened the life by quite a bit. I've had mm-hmm. this one for, like, what, three years now? Yeah. 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 I only, I only wear mine when I know I'm doing spiritual work. Right. right. And I need the extra protective boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this one literally only comes off in the shower. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> They're very powerful amulets. They really are. It's are. a lot of. Yeah. So if you ever get a process. chance, if you ever get a chance to pick up one of Shadow Bear's yeah. amulets, I really yeah. do recommend them. And he was trained by uh, his teacher mm-hmm. on how to make them. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. It's a lineage tradition. Yep. Yeah, it is. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the the spell bracelets. Oh, yeah, that, that are designed to. Yeah, and so sometimes you do have that, whether it's a bracelet or a necklace mm-hmm. or something. It is. It des- has a lifespan. It has a lifespan. And so however long that lifespan may be, um, it is designed to, when it is done, it breaks and you mm-hmm. move on. I made a spell jar one time that, so I have a tendency to make spell jars that have interesting components in them that build up pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So sometimes I have to vent them, Mm -hmm. but they have wax on top. So you have to crack them open to -hmm. vent them. And usually when that happens, uh, I reseal them with a different color of wax Mm -hmm. uh, because when they're about a week in is when they need venting. Um, so the first color of wax does one job, and then the second ah, color of wax does a so different job. So they've got, job. like, stages. Yeah, so they're stages. Like rockets. Yeah, and then um, like that. one in particular, a curse jar that I did for somebody, um, had on the second stage, it actually had melted a candle on top and had this half melted wax, and then it had that second half of the candle stuck on top. Mm-hmm. I was like, when you feel it's done its job, burn the rest of the candle down and then dispose of the entirety of yeah. the jar. I like that. So it's, it, sometimes you can build things in such a way that obsolesc- obsolescence is the purpose. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, a, a good thing. That way a, a spell has a definite... Yeah, a designated end point. Ending. Yeah. yeah. And then you determine how do you dispose of that right. spell. Right. Well, and that should be part of, if you're designing something mm-hmm. yeah, to have a specific lifespan, a specific mm-hmm. end point, then disposal should be part of your design mm-hmm. of the spell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I tend to, the reason, by the by, why my uh, spell jars tend to bubble is because I put cleaning products in them. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> please, tell me, please tell me you're not mixing the things that you shouldn't mix. No, okay. no, no, no. But <laughs> um. so there are some cleaning products you should really not mix. And do please be careful when you're making your spells. Yeah. Blue and Neil, it's bluing agent. Mm. Oh, for laundry. For laundry. And it just tends to bubble. Yeah. I think it's ammonia and bleach. No. Don't combine ammonia and bleach. No. You no. will poison yourself. No, no, no. Yes, no. But yeah, I like... Uh, and I think there's a tendency when we're uh, designing spells to to think of them as perpetual mm-hmm. or to think of them as like, well, this will just last until I get what I want mm-hmm. um, rather than to give them sort of defined. Yeah. Ending. Yeah. Like scheduled. Yeah. Well, that's like a seven day candle. You know, yeah. A seven day candle is designed mm-hmm. to, to go la- seven to days. To go seven days and then be, your spell is done. It's yeah. cast. Yep. And you don't burn another needs, candle. Needs it's, no more maintenance. Yeah, yeah you just, just burn. Is done. And what you do is, you know, if you don't know, you have obviously seven different colors or mm-hmm. seven different layers of this candle. Or sometimes just marks. Or just marks. And you just burn it until it gets to, you know, the first mark and then the second. And mm-hmm. you, every day you burn it until it reaches its mark and the, until it's gone. Yeah. And then you're done. Basically, dispose of any remaining wax. Any remaining wax. Yeah. You, you might be able to recycle the candle jar. The jar, in, yeah, probably. But, um, but otherwise, yeah, you you are done with that, and so you dispose of it accordingly. And then you, and then you don't let do it anything go. more with the yeah. spell. Yeah, like you, you, you your just work, your work is complete. <laughs> your work is complete, and you just move on and mm-hmm. wait for that to manifest. Mm-hmm. Oh, something that does tend to. F- freak people out when it happens, but I promise it's not as bad as it sounds. I had an evil eye crack. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That happened recently. Talk yes. about that. Yeah. So I had an evil eye keychain that I keep on my keys. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have it replaced with a cat's eye. But um, so I, it was an interesting day. I dropped my keys. <laughs> my keys fell into a crack in the fucking pavement. 
Oh man! <laughs> and I had to fish them out. It was like a deep crack at the pavement. It was it was a day, you guys. And when I fished out my keys, the evil eye had cracked completely in half and had fallen off of my keys entirely. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "What is this energy entirely? What is this day?" Uh, I actually ended up going over to a friend's house and did a bunch of spiritual work, and that was a whole thing. But so for the evil eye in particular, I just like I cleansed it and like smoke cleansed it and tossed it out and was that was I was done with it mm-hmm. and got myself another protection piece like that was not the complicated part of that day I promise you mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you ever crack an evil eye I promise you is not the end of the world you and might yeah you're not gonna get cursed no, no. you're not cursed no. I just in particular ha- was having a bad day mm-hmm. <laughs> but and and sometimes you know things do crack mm-hmm. um, sometimes things just break they just yeah break. sometimes uh especially if you have something on your bag or on your keys mm-hmm. and i had had that for two years mm-hmm. sometimes stress fractures just happen if you have things in your pocket well and there yeah and there will be like micro mm-hmm. damage it was made of glass yeah there will yeah. be just very very small damage or flaws that you can't see mm-hmm. um and that just will only materialize from a big drop. From yeah. a big shock. Yeah, sort yeah. of all at once. Yeah. And now I we have talked about this on the podcast before when I had that tiger's eye. Because mm-hmm. uh, this happens too. Sometimes your stuff just leaves you. Oh, yeah. You know, it's your whatever, for whatever reason, you were either a vessel to get it where right. it needed to be. You were a be. transition stage. You were a transition stage. Or it has completed its job for you yeah. and is moving on to the next person. Or... It's not even moving on to another person. It's just leaving it's you. It's just leaving you. Yep. And I've talked about that, you know, and I'll, you can, I have no idea what podcast it was on, so I'll talk about it again. Yeah. It was a tiger's eye. I mm-hmm. really wanted a a tiger's eye pendulum that I could wear. And in wear. fact, you brought me around. We went to a metaphysical yes, we event. And you brought me around to every single pendulum <laughs> seller and had me look at all of them to yep. confirm that it was real tiger's eye. Yep. Yep, I did. I did. Because, you know, a lot of times when you go to these events, uh-huh. a lot of what you see is, is It'll just be glass, glass yeah. in, that's been painted. <laughs> and I found this perfect tiger's eye pendulum. It was a necklace. And it was the only one and there. And it was the only one there. And I had been looking for so long for a tiger's eye pendulum necklace because I wear my pendulums. Yeah. Most of them, not all of them. So she wanted this really specific thing. I want this really specific thing to have and to wear and to use. And so I finally found it. I got Ode to confirm, yes, this is is actual genuine tiger's eye. eye Because Ode and and Jackson are my gem specialists. (laughs) Um, And so we confirmed it. I bought it. Mm. I wore it for maybe a month. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think it was even a month. Oh, and here's the other thing is it swung like a crazy thing. Like it worked. It was very for me. responsive. It yeah. was incredibly responsive to me. Swung like anything. Yeah, she I was, was like, very, oh, she was very excited. It's perfect. So I wore it maybe I think it a was, month. I think it was three weeks. <laughs> Might maybe only been and it was gone. It was yeah. off the necklace. Yeah. I could not the find the damn thing anywhere. The the pendulum was gone. If the necklace was there, the pendulum was gone. Yeah. Looked for Looked for months, could not find this thing. Finally, after I think it was like six months, almost a year, I found it in my sock drawer (laughs) of all places. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I put it back on the necklace. I said, okay, I'm glad I found you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for revealing yourself because I've been in that fucking sock drawer for I don't know how many (laughs) times. Can I please wear you? And I got a yes. Not even a month later, it yeah. was gone, and it was gone for gone good. For good. And again, for... I still had the necklace. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. pendulum itself yeah. no, was yeah. gone. It was the pendant, the stone. The pendant, okay. the stone was gone. It was like, how the fuck did this happen? And that's when I was like, okay, I give. You're not supposed to I, have. It, it was just, I was just a conveyance. <laughs> uh-huh. This happened way back when I was like 18. I had a stone. Can't even remember what the stone was anymore. I think it might have been a quartz. Had it for... Maybe six months. Mm-hmm. I lost it for two, three months. It showed up in my best friend's closet. <laughs> and I went, how did you get here? And I took it back. Three weeks later, gone again. Went, what the fuck? Two weeks later, showed up my other best friend's van. <laughs> and we went, what? How? How did you even arrive in this place? 
<laughs> so we just all, as a group, went, no. And drove to the park and left it on a bench and said, fly, be free. <laughs> And never came back. To that. Never saw it go wherever you're supposed to go. We were like, "There's this thing is the trying to get away." Courts, yeah. We were like, "This thing is trying to get away, and it can't figure out how." So we're just gonna take it far away and leave it there. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So sometimes objects, whether it is a stone or a necklace or right. or something. For some reason, it will leave your possession. Right. It's only have, with you temporarily. It's only uh-huh. with you temporarily, and that's okay. Let it go mm-hmm. with your blessing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you, you love know. it, let it go. And then, yeah. Yeah. and then you have a really great story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Want to read a diverse and inclusive fantasy that's pagan-friendly? Check out Arrow's Flight by M.B. Strang. Arrow's Flight. An unknown menace moves through the polite society of Pearl's holding. If not caught in time, it will bring down not just the hallowed knights of the Pearl Order, but also everyone who lives and works with them. The answer lies with a young woman of mysterious origins whose life has been touched by tragedy. To fulfill her potential, she must confront her past and discover a future more amazing than she'd ever imagined and find the inner strength to fly. She's not alone. A handful of knights, a hearth mage, and their magical companions all test their physical and magical limits to make things right before it's too late. Otherwise, dark forces will overtake the knights for good. Go to mbstrang.com for details on ordering your copy now. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page to sign up for the newsletter and receive a free story. Hail Dictinus! <laughs> Githa says, I once had a piece of obsidian yeet itself off my necklace after I got home from visiting family during the holidays and shatter into multiple pieces. The only thing I could think was mood. <laughs> Fair enough. Honestly. Yep. So let's talk about other stuff. Yes, so let's talk about candles. Well, let's talk about candles because sometimes, you know, there is this understanding or belief. Not mm-hmm. everybody has it. Yep. But the flame of a candle can sometimes indicate either the strength of the spell or quality quality of the spell, uh, sometimes just the quality of the candle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes people will sort of do divinations by Mm -hmm. um, like the way the wax melts, that kind of thing. Right now I'm looking at this candle thinking maybe I did not do a proper cleansing and honoring of Dictinus because that flame is very small. Well, it could be that. It could also be that it's drowning in the wax because this candle has not been burned properly. Exactly. So that's the thing. So, like, here's something, if you don't know, most candles need to be burned the first time. It's called a memory burn Mm -hmm. from edge to edge. So you need to light it and let it burn until the whole top of the candle has liquefied. If not, it will do what's called tunneling, Mm -hmm. which is it will burn down, but the edges will not burn down with it. Wax will pool up. Mm -hmm. And if you don't drain the wax, essentially, in some way, your wicks will just drown. And as speaking as as someone who has made candles in the past, and Jackson has made candles as well, Mm -hmm. sometimes it it may be the quality of the wax. It may be the The placement of the the placement of the wick. There's all kinds of things. But there are times that I have experienced Mm -hmm. where you just kind of get this spiritual sense. Where just the vibe is off. The vibe is off, then I will do things like trim my wick and, you know. You should trim your wick every time. Well, yeah, you should. But, um, you know, I'll I'll fix the candle to see if that, you know, fixes the issue. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, I usually ditch that candle and try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the by, uh, if a wick is too long, it can curl mm-hmm. over onto itself, yep. and that's how you end up with flames that are really, really, really tall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so you should, you should always trim your wick. Mm-hmm. You should make sure you do a memory burn the first time mm-hmm. so that your candle burns down cleanly as long mm-hmm. as there's nothing wrong with the material of the candle. Mm-hmm. And if it does start to pool and puddle like that and you can't fix the tunnel, just make sure that... Uh, what I usually do is I will start the burn until there's... An, enough liquid and then I will pour out a little bit of the wax just mm-hmm. to give it more space yep. to breathe um, but that's going to guarantee a tunnel so mm-hmm. only do that if your candle is already tunneling exactly again if you get a spiritual sense of something right a lot of it is vibes based a lot mm-hmm. of it is vibes based uh, so like learn learn how to care for your candle properly so mm-hmm. that you can just burn it well from the start exactly but then if you've done all those things right and it's, and it's still, still fucked up yeah then 
examine mm-hmm. what is the spell. Consider why. What is your what is your spiritual space like? Mm-hmm. You know, do you need to do some cleansing? Also, what is your like? Do you have your ceiling fan on? Because that can fuck you oh shit my up. God, yes. <laughs> I have oh burned God, yes. a spell candle with the ceiling fan on, and whoa, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wow, that flame's really good. Oh. Yeah, or sometimes if you burn two, like, freestanding pillar candles mm-hmm. next to each other, mm-hmm. sometimes the flame on one yeah, can get too to, high, mm-hmm. and they can melt each other. They'll melt mm-hmm. into each other, yeah. Um, and that can be pretty wild. Yeah. And uh, also dangerous. Yeah. 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 Ceramic backsplash plates that you get when for like tester tiles mm-hmm. can be really really good for protecting your walls against yes. mm-hmm. against like tall flames and splashing wax mm-hmm. and yeah. So like go pretend you're looking at backsplash for tile yeah. and, and grab Just some get a couple tester of the samples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I can say from experience that I've had candles that I've burned multiple times when I'm doing, whether it's a ritual or a spell, it just, even though it's been trimmed Mm -hmm. and it's been, it's not tunneling, it's doing everything it's supposed to be doing, the the fan is not on, Uh you know, (laughs) and for whatever reason, the the flame is just not there like it has been for, yeah, it's just not caught caught and it's not working. And I can just tell spiritually something is not working. Mm -hmm. That's when I stop, I reevaluate and see what I need to change. Yeah. So follow your intuition on that. Yes. Let's see. Oh, uh, so let's talk about when your spiritual tools break. Mm hmm. So, like, if you have a wand or an athame or a bell, anything you use regularly in your practice, mm-hmm. um, even, like, a mortar and pestle, a tool that is an important part of your spiritual practice that breaks, mm-hmm. um, how do you handle that? Bells, if it's just not ringing, I would check the bottom because the, the little free swing bell part mm-hmm. may have just come unhooked. Yeah, the tongue, I believe yeah. it's called. Um, and that can be like, if it hasn't just full on cracked, that could be a quick fix. Really, really easy fix. Or if there's a pit, if you have a metal bell, yes. if there's a pit in the, in the metal somewhere, it'll change, it'll change the tone or, or Or the ability to ring. Mm -hmm. And, um, for singing bowls. If you've cracked a singing bowl, yeah. but it's not completely fractured, it can still sing. It will just change the tone. You mm-hmm. just have to be much, much more careful with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, delicate yeah. with it. And it can, it will have to be like a, you put it in one place and leave it there pretty permanently. Uh-huh. Or if you have a drum mm-hmm. that you're using and, for, you know, it's been fine and then for some reason it's not. You're Right. You check, probably need to tighten. That or check the temperature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if it's too cold or too hot, that will Especially affect, if you have an actual skin drum. Yeah, yeah. It'll affect the ability to use that, that drum. So it doesn't yep. mean that something is bad or exactly. wrong. It, it might just, just mean the humidity, the is, humidity is not correct. It's not good for the instrument. Mm-hmm. Rannon says, actually, question... Speaking of candles and things breaking, what are y'all's interpretations of flames or wicks fully splitting in two or more? I've had it happen on occasion, and I feel like the general meanings I find online aren't often applicable. I don't think I've ever had a wick split in two, except maybe Mm -hmm. a wooden wick. Yeah. And with a wooden wick, I usually would interpret that as, I think I would interpret it as like the intention of the spell has has fractured Split, in fractured. some way. Mm-hmm. Gone um, off in two different directions. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe my intentions weren't clear enough or I wasn't specific enough about what I wanted mm-hmm. the spell to do. And so it's sort of reinterpreting my intentions. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had that happen once before, particularly on a protection spell. And I took it to mean as something, something additional was happening behind the scenes that I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of. So, so the it was spell like, was working like double duty. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was like splitting its attention. Splitting its attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I've not had that happen. Yeah, I've never had that happen, like I said, with a, with a standard, like, mm-hmm. cotton so, wick. I have had, like, a wooden wick split. Split and what happened? Yeah. What happened to me was the candle burned down in such a rapid way that the uh, the wick, like... Did it rise up? It, so, no. So, the wick, like, folded in on itself. Oh. And then broke off. I and gotcha. Then created a and then two created separate. two split. And then burned down simultaneously. Okay. Oh, it's very gotcha. odd. But <laughs> yeah, it's a very unique circumstance. That is a very unique circumstance. And I definitely would interpret yeah, it the same the way. The exact you did. same way you did. Yeah. That would <laughs> yep. make perfect sense. Absolutely. It just burned very hot and fast and just kind of did its own thing. Uh, Rannon says, hmm, I guess that lines up with the normal thought, especially Jax's. I mostly see it in relationship spells reading, so I guess mm-hmm. it probably has more to do with the type. And yeah, it is more common with really fast burns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's going to be situational and your spells. It's sort of like with tarot, how like your personal interpretations of tarot mm-hmm. are going to differ from another reader's. Mm-hmm. Um, your personal understandings of like how you interact with your tools are mm-hmm. going to vary. Mm-hmm. And I would always say that your your vibe, your yeah. your vibe, and your intuitive take bears more weight than the general thought on the matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say you're not always going to be right just because Mm -hmm. it's your vibe. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can sort of confuse or lie to yourself. That definitely can happen. Mm -hmm. But I would say like, yeah, follow your instincts Mm -hmm. first for sure. We were, and we were talking about tools. Like if, you know, if a drum's not working or if a bell is not working Mm -hmm. when during, if your wand breaks, right. You know, what type of material was that wand made from? What kind of conditions uh, right. Are, what kind of care are you? What giving kind of it? care are you giving it? And what kind of conditions were you under when, when it, it broke? broke? Yeah. So for ritual tools breaking, one that and two, I tend to see it as I've outgrown the piece, mm-hmm. and that's it's a good, time to move on. I could see that's that. A, that's a good. I option. think because I'm a little more animistic than probably both of you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like the spirit that is that is part of that tool mm-hmm. has been injured in some way mm-hmm. or is, yeah, is choosing to leave my service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would have to go through a process of engaging with that spirit to find out which was the case. And mm-hmm. if it was that they were choosing to leave my service, I would say thanks and goodbye and replace it. If they had been injured in mm-hmm. some way, I would try to redress that injury and probably repair the tool. Now, like I had a broom that I had commissioned mm-hmm. that broke the, the handle was, was snapped in half yes. during during shipping. Yep. Yeah, it, it came to you broken. It came to me broken. You know, I reached out to the seller because mm-hmm. she, like I said, it was handcrafted. Yeah, it was, and it's a beautiful piece. Oh, it's a gorgeous piece. And she was willing to, to you know, to it. replace it. But I was like, no, I, I really want to keep this. It right. feels right. right. This, this broom, broom is it's, good. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's just broken. So um, we figured out a way to repair it. Yeah. And wrap the the, the broken damage. piece with uh, additional with some string, string and and paint and mm-hmm. and so it all looks keep it a little safer. Keep it safer. It all looks cohesive. Yeah, it does. And then double blessed the shit out of that broom. And then we just handle it very carefully. Yep. And then she also sent an additional blessing mm-hmm. uh, for the broom as well because the reason I didn't want to send it back, the reason I didn't want a, a different one is because she had put so much attention and mm-hmm. so focus much care. and care into this piece and she'd made it specifically for me. Mm-hmm. And I could sense that. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes if you have something that either arrives broken right. or is is very important to you has a you just sentimental feel meaning sentimental or a strong meaning, attachment a strong to it or you just feel an incredible connection to it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There are ways to repair it, yeah. to bless it, and then just use it very carefully. Be gentle with Be it. Be gentle with it. Yeah. And I love that broom. I've had that broom now for 10 years. Yep. Something like that. It's Pretty still close. serving. Yeah. It's still doing its job. Yep. We just leave it up on display mostly. Yeah. And, but I do use it during mm-hmm. specific rituals for cleansing. Yep. But yeah. I, have, I We've never had any Have not had issues single, with it. And it is a mighty broom when yes. we do use it. It does... <laughs> It does its work very well. Yep. Yeah. So like even if something breaks, that's not necessarily like the end of the thing. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to to get rid of it. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be discarded. It depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. There are ways to repair and then Mm re-energize. Well, and if you're like me and you're a person who moves a lot or you know you're particularly hard on your things, Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind and acquire tools made of sturdy materials. Yeah, like get yourself an iron wand. Mm -hmm. I specifically avoid uh, fragile materials. Like Mm -hmm. the wand that I have is made of very like, the wood itself is quite thick Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want something fragile that's going to break when I shove it in a suitcase. (laughs) It doesn't have a lot of stuff on it. No, yeah. yeah. Now, what do you do if you have a, a tool or something that does break, that cannot be repaired, or you feel like it is either it's a bad portent, right. or it has just served its purpose and it's time to move on to some other if, piece? If I had how a, do you dispose if, of it? If I had a spiritual tool that broke and I consulted with the spirit of the tool and it said that its service to me was done, 
I would probably carry out basically a funeral for it. I might not mm -hmm. necessarily actually bury the tool. It would depend on what it was made of and what environmental impact that would have. I might just dispose of it in the trash if that was necessary, because like there are some things that you just can't safely dispose of in other mm -hmm. ways. But I would I would perform a ritual funeral probably for mm -hmm. that tool to thank it for its service to me yep. and sort of sever the spiritual ties between sense. us. Now, Rhiannon has a very interesting question. This was actually a topic I was not going to necessarily bring up. But... Oh, yeah. Uh, Rhiannon says, oh, here's another line. I've never had it happen to me, but a friend of mine has had a deity statue break on her multiple times. Always fixable, made of cold cast resin normally, and not kept on like a flimsy shelf or anything. And other than the statue breaking, does generally feel a positive relationship with the deity in question, but seemingly no spiritual or mundane reasons for the yeeting of the statue. What would y'all's response be? Think it's the deity in question or another? Divination won't confirm or deny in their case. So I actually had a, a sort of similar thing happen. I have gone through two or three different physical representations of deities, mostly posters. Mm -hmm. And they keep, like, tearing or breaking because they're, you know, paper posters. Right. posters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the Dionysus one that I have, I finally got one that's got it framed. framed. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they're of a more fragile make, I tend to not put too much... The first time it happened, I felt atrocious about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like, did a whole little ritual. I put an offering in a bowl. I felt very bad. Uh, and then the second time it happened, and I went, oh, it's probably because it's... Because <laughs> it's made of paper. paper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just, like, sort of apologetically put out a little libation and was like, I'll get you a replacement as soon as I can. I'm sorry, my guy. I'll take better guy. care of it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I personally feel like it's not necessarily a bad thing when something like that happens. It's not like a negative portent. It's mm -hmm. nothing against your relationship with that deity. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's literally just... Entropy the, comes for everything. <laughs> entropy comes for everything. It's the materials that you can maybe afford mm -hmm. or what you have access to at the time. Now, I had a, a deity statue that <laughs> broke. Uh, mm -hmm. The hand broke off of it. And it was... Um, it was one that I was very close to this deity. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried multiple times to, to fix, fix it. it. And it just... With a, a variety a of A variety options. of different uh, options, adhesives and things like that. And it just refused to be... Repaired. Repaired. And what I eventually took to mean from it was that it was time for me to let this particular statue go. Mm -hmm. Because it was representative of something else that had fractured. Yeah. And it was time... It was tied to another event in her life. Exactly. So it was time to release that statue. And I did have, you know, I did perform a ritual and mm -hmm. I asked this particular deity, is it a, because I had another representation. Right. <laughs> it wasn't the only representation I had of this deity. And I said, is it all right if I let this go? Mm -hmm. Since it represents not just you, but this, but this, this breakage. Yeah represents something in, in addition. Mm -hmm. And so that deity gave me leave to remove it. Yeah, to let go of to that. To let go of that particular statue. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes that plays into it too. It is tied to something in addition yeah. to your devotion to that deity. So, so your friend says like the relationship with that deity is very posititive. But is their relationship with this statue positive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there some is it other a, Is connection? it attached to another person, a mm -hmm. different deity? A situation? A, a situation or a time in their life mm -hmm. that maybe is some kind of roadblock. And is it becoming a symbol of, a, of the fracture? Mm -hmm. Especially as it becomes more associated with breaking constantly. Yes, is yes. The, is that becoming a roadblock? And so maybe instead of divination of why does this keep breaking is... Maybe the, the question is, is it time to remove that right. and find another image right. that represents this particular deity for your friend? Something to keep in mind is for mo not all, but most deities, there are different ways they present. Yeah, different facets. Different mm -hmm. facets. It might just be that this facet is no longer the facet that they need to yeah. be represented as. That could as. be. That could yeah, be. exactly. That Maybe. like... I mean, I we don't know what deity your friend's statue is, but mm -hmm. like Gwen and I have the our differing relationships with Frigga, right? Mm -hmm. I always, almost always interact with Frigga Queen. But if my relationship with Frigga changed and I needed access to Frigga Witch mm -hmm. or to Frigga Mother, mm -hmm. I would probably want a different 
representation of Frigga than the one I have. And the, the Frigga uh, representation that I have is definitely mother. It's uh, it's one where she's holding a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the one that is always, I've always worked with. Now I do, there are times when I work with queen aspect, mm-hmm. but I've never been drawn to get another image to, that is separate from that mm-hmm. because mostly I see her as a mother. As the figure. mother, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rannon says they've gone through a few different statues in their case, but it is a deity they used to work with more often in the past that perhaps is just time to move on from. Either that, either that, or we blame a ghost around that doesn't like the deity in particular. I mean, yeah, <laughs> hey, that can always be a thing. Say? <laughs> Who can say? Githa says I actually have trouble finding deity statues. Yeah, that's its own whole yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know... The, it, the really pop, Like, you can find as many statues as you want mm-hmm, to the Greeks and the Romans. Mm-hmm. I, that's... But that, even those, you know... Yeah, sometimes it's not the right not visual the right for one. you. Yeah. yeah. I sometimes struggle finding statues. I like having the deities that I work with. I have a little, like, a tiny offering bowl for one. I have mm-hmm. posters. I have... Sometimes I just do, like, doodles. Yeah, sometimes you don't... <laughs> you can find another thing to represent the deity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The only other thing I really wanted to touch on is that sometimes you can use a broken thing as an offering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this this isn't necessarily, like, broken, broken. But so uh, my very first tarot deck, it lost several cards mm-hmm. and then was rendered mostly unusable. Mm-hmm. So I took one card and put it aside as a donor card because my second deck lost a card. So I added one to there. Mm-hmm. But then I actually use the spare cards as spell components. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, I've mm-hmm. done that. I do that. Or mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I have this little bitty deck that yes. I just can't use. I can't see <laughs> it's it. It's too small. It's too small can't to handle. Do the, yeah. But it's perfect for spell work. I have it fits gotten, inside a spell bag. You can ah, get yes. those little tiny rider mm-hmm. weight yeah. mm-hmm. decks that are, like, two inches tall mm-hmm. for pretty cheap mm-hmm. and i have in the past gotten those explicitly to use a spell component and you know i I've, I've gotten this i haven't used it yet but there are these keychain uh little oh, tarot yeah. decks mm-hmm. they're itty teeny tiny itty bitty writer weights those would be perfect to put into a spell bag finn says i have taken decks that have lost cards and placed the remaining cards in caches when Ooh, geocaching hey, i nice. love that that's great one time I had a stone at the store that I work at that cracked. Somebody asked me, like, does, you know, can we use this for something? And I went, oh, yeah, sure. And then I took it over to a mortar and pestle and smashed it. And then we used it for spell jars. Yeah, so you can, sometimes you can, yeah, you can use a broken stone for another spell component mm-hmm. or something like that. Something to keep in mind with stones. I've talked about this a little bit before. My personal feeling is that the stone's individual spirit is something that's born when it's hewn from its Mm -hmm. source stone. So when it breaks, that spirit that was born when it was cut from whatever mountain it came from, Mm -hmm. that spirit breaks or dies or fractures Mm -hmm. in some way. Um, But new spirits are born in all the other, the little pieces. So I don't know how common this is for other deities or for other people's practices, but I have, in my experience with Tyr specifically, mm-hmm. Tyr wants things that have outlived their purpose, mm. that have been used and are at the end of their life cycle. I don't know if this is maybe related to his lost hand situation <laughs> or my hypothetical, his lost throne situation. There's a lot of things it could be, but Tyr, from me specifically, asks for things that have served a function and no longer have it. So Mm. he wants like candle ends, burnt out light bulbs, shit like that. So like I said, I don't know how common that is. I don't know if there are any other deities that are interested in that kind of thing, but just Um, thought I would throw that out there. I get from Lou a lot wants repurposed items because that's because he's a crafty worker. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, so I have it because I do a lot of, handcrafts mm-hmm. i tend to use things that were broken and secondhand mm-hmm. to do a similar purpose so kind of yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know that i have been led to do that with any of my deities although i was sitting here thinking hakati is a collector of lost souls <laughs> <laughs> 
But she kind of does that on her own. Uh-huh, yeah, she doesn't need your help for that. <laughs> doesn't need my help. <laughs> but the deep nun is about uh, setting out food, not just for her, but for her lost souls. Right, that's true. That, that follow her, so. That's true. So I guess in a way. Yeah. Finn says, oh. I've recently started working with Lou and Jackson. That resonates. Yeah, it like, it's, it's really fun. Sometimes, actually, one of my little uh, altarpieces, I guess, for Lou is literally just a jar of loose tiny crystals that I got off of those crystal candles. Mm, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like generally just crystal tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes them. Rhiannon says, I do on occasion make art specifically out of old stuff that has some deity dedications. Hecate and Apollo mainly. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've used old candles to create new ones that would be, would oh, then yeah. become altar or uh deity candles mm-hmm. yeah so yeah if you uh i don't know about everyone else i always end up with a ton of leftover wax oh, after yeah. the candles are yeah, done yeah. Yeah. so and i always save it because it might be useful as a spell component or to make a mm-hmm. new candle to yeah. make a new candle yeah so that is another thing you can do if you don't want to you know lose the mm-hmm. the, the energy that you, the yeah. en- and the energy that you have if it would be useful in another spell like you said or for a ritual or for a deity mm-hmm. or just for you know a candle to for the space to bring a ritual space to yeah. it, you know yeah i have um some remnant wax from a, a reiki candle that was blessed mm. by a reiki master i i used to hang out with quite a bit yeah, uh, yeah. and that wax just has good energy mm-hmm. i would say if you're not sure what to do with your broken bits and bobs like browse pinterest there's gonna be someone someone's done something with it who's done, done something, something. yeah and you'll find some sort of interesting craft that you'll probably be like oh okay i could probably manage that finn says oh if i take my candles and make new that's gonna be an interesting smell profile <laughs> <laughs> now that is a that is something that is to bear something. in mind yeah that is something to bear in mind <laughs> well a lot can, of times i use unscented, unscented candles, candles so yeah. helps. Uh, i tend to snag my similarly scented yeah. types yeah. and sort of batch them yeah so you also want to watch out for colors because you know you could end up with a real ugly looking looking the thing is as long as the scents match similarly enough even if you get like a weird ass brown Mm -hmm. it smells fine Mm -hmm. right that's true color association isn't everything Mm -hmm. and sometimes a weird ass smell is what you need for a spell it's true (laughs) follow your follow your vibes Mm -hmm. that's true listen listen to your instincts and or deities (laughs) if they have opinions on this Mm -hmm. true enough Exactly. So I think we're going to wrap this one up. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And you can find us on Google at the number three and the words Pagan Sunday Cat or the number three and the letters P-A-A-C. You can find us online at the number three PaganSundayCat.com where we have links to all the things we do, including our Patreon where you can help support us, our Redbubble where you could hypothetically support us. (laughs) Uh, If you want to buy a t-shirt or something. We have a Discord server and a Facebook group, both of which you are welcome to join. Yep. Gwyn is on TikTok. Jackson and I are on nothing. <laughs> There's an archive of writings yep. on pa- Patheos Pagan for Three Pagans and a Cat. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Pretty much. Okay. We'll see you next week. Yep. Probably not with Jackson. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but you Maybe. never know. You never know. You never, you never know. know. Depends on what you're talking about. We may, we may rope him into another one <laughs> before he leaves us. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.